0: Becca Bickham, editor of Amps Materials Performance Magazine. I have two guests joining me on today's podcast. First is Rob Zmud, who is the Integrity Consulting Division Manager at Pure HM, which is a Xylem brand. And Rob has over 20 years of experience in the pipeline integrity um, industry, with an extensive background overseeing integrity work involving inline inspection, including the correlation of close interval potential survey to inline inspection data. And also joining me on today's podcast is Chukes Onuoha, who is the global product manager for Spectrum XLI and cathodic protection at Xylem. He has an MSc in corrosion control engineering and a Ph.D. specializing in materials engineering. He's also a NACE certified corros- corrosion specialist. I asked them to join me today to talk about pipeline integrity pitfalls and how to in- uh, to avoid them. So Chuckson and Rob, thank you so much for joining me. How are you all doing today?
1: Ready and good. Thank you. Doing well, Rebecca.
0: Great. Thank you both. Doing for- well, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you both for being here. Um, My first question is for you, Rob. Completing unnecessary digs has been identified as one pitfall that operators experience. We all know the unnecessary digs are a drain on resources, so can you explain why this issue persists and how it can be combated by operators?
2: Yeah, thanks, Rebecca. We've been consulted on this a number of times. Um, it could be a situation as simple as a crack pig dig, um, that after the operator goes through the huge expense of the excavation, goes through the huge expense of removing the coating, completing the NDE, only to find that there's, the suspected crack is really only a little bit of undercut in the long seam. To another situation where it's a little more complicated, where the operator went out to recode a section of pipe that has low CP values, again, large expense for a lengthy excavation, sandblasting, and finding no metal loss. Now, that wouldn't be the end of the world, but it certainly raises questions as why, why we chose this as a recoat area. So, they go through the recoat, the backfill, and find out that the activity only, ha- only slightly enhances the CP system. Now, we have to ask ourselves if this was the most effective use of our resources. These activities are a huge drain on the resources. Resources aren't only financial. It takes a lot of work to put together these results. It's people's time. We are putting coworkers in potentially dangerous situations. Even driving to the location of the excavation can be a problem. In addition to that, all of that, in some of these circumstances, we can actually do more harm than good and end up revisiting that excavation location in the future to fix a problem that we caused through that excavation that was truly unnecessary. If we complete data integration beforehand, we can eliminate these situations. By taking data from multiple sources, we can get a much clearer picture of the situation and integrate the inspections and other data. Sp- we can get a clearer picture of the situation uh, from integration. All of these things can be done with minimal extra steps and keep operators from improperly spending their resources. If we're all in a crutch to get things done quickly, We have to do things that are uh, fast and agile. But if we take those steps to to the question you asked, Rebecca, that these things persist because, again, we don't have enough time or we don't get the resources to integrate that data and get that clear picture.
0: Thanks for that explanation. Um, I understand that one of the pitfalls you see operators run into is missed digs, which has obvious negative implications, should a missed dig result in a failure. Rob, can you explain why this issue arises and how it can be avoided?
2: Yeah, Rebecca, this is the other side of the coin. Um, You know, we talked a little earlier, or we talked earlier, about uh, the digs that are unnecessary. This is where we don't, when we don't integrate that data, we don't get that clear picture and we don't see the true problems. A lot of time and money is spent on regulatory compliance. This is very important. These regulations are there for a reason, but they are also a minimum standard. By digging into our data further, we can see issues before they become a larger problem or even that regulatory issue. For instance, if we start with a topside dent from an inline inspection. It is less than the depth that is required for excavation. We would move on. The corrosion group has a coating survey for that location, and they find a holiday. Again, this is below the criteria for any kind of excavation or remediation of that coating anomaly. The damage prevention group then goes on and has a depth of cover survey, and and notices that this area has a slightly less or a slightly shallower cover than the other locations in the area, but it still doesn't meet the criteria for the excavation each of these surveys on their own, would not result in that excavation. So it's only after we integrate all of these data sets that we start to see that this location may be a third party hit. A topside dent with coating damage in an area of decreased cover. Um, when, we, when we say it in this context, again, these things line up and we have a clearer picture of what we're talking about. So integrating together, uh, integrating all of these data sets together, we can see through a different lens and discover those problems that we would normally consider a mistake we wouldn't have excavated on each of those merits.
0: That was a great explanation. Thank you. Chooks, the next question is for you. The last main pitfall your team has identified relates to treating integrity issues without properly diagnosing the root cause. Can you explain how this happens and the implications of this approach?
1: Yes, thanks, uh, Rebecca. Um, yeah, as uh, Rob explained earlier, uh, normally in the A-line inspection world, there is, um, you know, this approach of you pig, you dig, and you fix the problem. So the approach of pig, dig, and fix without actually conducting a root cause is not the best way of managing pipeline integrity. So for instance, due to the reactive requirement from excavation criteria, you expose the pipe, and depending on the condition, there could be immediate repair condition. Um, it could be 60-day repair condition or 180 days repair condition. So because of these requirements, operators are required to address these issues in front of them. So they really have the time even to spend the resources to actually determine holistically what is going on on my pipeline. So from this instance, um, over-reliance on ILI data alone does not facilitate root cost analysis or root cause determinations. So generally speaking, you know, the other way around on the other side of the coin, depending on the cost, repeating spend to fix the issues may be an effective way to address or manage pipeline integrity issues. The problem arises when the issues are left unchecked and the problems may become too severe to treat in this manner. What I mean, repeating, you know, dealing with that issue without knowing what is causing it, you understand? And that is why taking up the time upfront to determine the root cause of the problem might save you the resources and the cost in the long run. So the implications are, so if the root cause investigation is not properly completed, and you know, protos are going with the approach of you dig, you dig and you fix the issue, without doing the root cause, there's going to be an increased number of excavations. And there's going to be an increased to run frequency and data evaluation time. So generally speaking, the number of excavations tend to grow over, over, and over, over and over with time, if it is a systematic problem. So these are just the implications.
0: Great. Thank you. That's a wonderful explanation. Um, So I'm going to pause the interview here for a second. We're going to kind of change up the format for a moment. And I have a short series of questions I'd like both, both of you guys to answer, if you don't mind. They're kind of designed to help the listener get to know you both a little bit better. So my first question is, what's your favorite TV show, movie, podcast, book, or sport that you're consuming right now? Rob, I'll start with you.
2: Oh, geez, that's, uh, that's an interesting question. Due to the pandemic, I'm kind of running out. So, again, if the viewers have some suggestions, I can always use some new material. But I've started uh, watching reruns of the shows of my youth right now. Uh, Netflix is a savior during this time.
0: Absolutely. What about you, Chooks?
1: Uh, you know, uh, watching English Premiership football, uh, you know, I came, in, I came into Canada from Manchester, so I'm a very strong Manchester City fan. So I can actually wake up around 5 a.m. Edmonton time, which is around noon in the UK, in Manchester, UK, to watch Manchester City games. So I'm a very passionate Manchester City fan, and, and recently we beat Liverpool last week Sunday to be able to be on top of English Premiership League. So that is what drives me a lot over the weekends. I look, I look forward to weekends to watch Manchester City and English Premiership football.
0: That sounds like fun. You're a very dedicated fan. I like it. So my next question is who do you consider a hero or mentor Rob to you?
2: Oh God, this feels like I'm uh, won an award and I've got to thank all these people and make sure I mention (laughs) names. Uh, Let's see. uh, Again, I think if people are listening, John, Dave, Rob, uh, Artie, Jake, um, all of you guys, I, uh, thank you for the tutelage I've gotten, and uh, I think you're all great mentors. Appreciate it.
0: Great. What about you, Chukes?
1: Um, You know, I have Trevor Place of Enbridge, Canada. He is a very passionate internal corrosion fellow, you know, because I have a very strong passion for corrosion, and if I see people that are passionate like Trevor Place, it gets me excited. So he's, because of that, he's one of my mentors. And the second one is Bridget Berardinelli of St. Island. She's uh, very highly process oriented, and she has a standard attention to detail. So these things, you know, I like somebody that is very, very process oriented, and because of that, she's one of my best mentors I've ever had.
0: How nice. Okay, my last question in this series is: What's your biggest pet peeve, Rob?
2: Um, actually, you know, uh, thank you for the time to discuss these uh, discuss these topics. Uh, miss Diggs and uh, miss Diggs and uh, doing digs that are. Uh, not not required are are a huge thing. I worked in the industry a lot of years and saw that that uh misuse of resources and uh it is very frustrating so developing techniques and and finding ways to get around that or not get around, finding ways to uh address the problems properly is uh is one of the things I'm really passionate about. Great, what about you chooks
1: um in terms of the because uh I would say. You know, generally speaking, when you schedule a meeting with your team members and, you know, somebody's kind of, you know, frequently attending meetings, say, 10 minutes late every time, it becomes a little bit habitual. Overall, it's not really a big issue, but, you know, sometimes it gets a little bit messy. So, overall, that's what I don't really like professionally.
0: Understandable. All right, so uh, let's continue on with the interview. I've got one more question, and it's for you, Chooks. How can an operator fix persistent, systematic pipeline integrity issues?
1: Um, So this can be, um, you know, looking at their three main uh, pipeline integrity assessment techniques. So the inline inspection, which Rob has extensive experience, and the direct assessment, and the hydrostatic pressure testing. So um, to address this concern, uh, uh, you know, it can be done by using an integrated approach. So what I mean by that is um, the operator runs inline inspection too, and then it identifies, you know, for instance, external metal loss or internal corrosion metal loss, and then it is integrated with a DA direct assessment program to be able to pinpoint what the root cause is. So, for instance, for regulated pipelines where inline inspection is the main pipeline integrity assessment technique, DA can be supplemented as an engineering assessment to pinpoint the root cause. So for instance, for external corrosion direct assessment programs, uh, based on the levels of cathodic protection, coating condition, soil conductivity, likelihood of external corrosion can easily be ascertained. So to go one more step, uh, you know, in a holistic way, we can also ascertain the MIC likelihood, DC and AC interference likelihood, to be able to holistically evaluate the root cause investigations. So once we know the high risk locations, once they're identified, it can be backtracked and correlated with the ILI data to ensure that appropriate measures are taken to ensure integrity of that pipeline. So in this instance, you conduct the DA, you understand what the problems are, you correlate with the ILI, it helps operators to proactively you know, um, you know, implement uh, mitigation measures to prevent future problems. For internal corrosion uh, direct assessment programs, so we use high accurate pipe elevation profiles with um, robust and sophisticated uh, internal corrosion predictive models, to be able to predict water, solid, and also internal corrosion rate for the entire pipeline. So once the high risk locations are identified, it it can be correlated with ILI data to be able to appropriately ensure the integrity of that pipeline or, you know, implement measures, uh, mitigative or preventive measures to prevent future failures. For stress-cracking direct assessment, depending on the previous history of XCC on that pipe, the age of the pipeline, and the coating type, temperature for high pH-SCC, these are from the compression station, if it is for gas pipeline, or pump station for liquid for high pH-SCC, stress level, um, XCC susceptible location can easily be identified. So with this information, it can be integrated with inline inspection data, even for instance, when MRT is run to be able to identify cracks, so this gives the client a holistic picture to be able to understand why the crack is there and then be able to implement, going forward uh, you know, preventive and mitigative actions. So overall, direct assessment can be used to help operators understand where growth is coming from and why they are running into problems they face. So if you know why you're having the problems, it's going to be very easy for you to you know, implement the mitigative actions to be able to prevent future failures. It enables them to fix the issue, which it may be expensive in the near term, but it saves in the long run as portion of that integrity budget will not go into maintaining the same program all over and all over again. So overall, DA identifies where growth is occurring and why the issue is persisting. So it helps operators to confidently fix issues long term, save time and resources in future, and increase overall asset reliability and, uh, you know, limit safety risk. So and I'm going to wrap it up with a case study. So just take, for instance, in a crude oil pipeline, you know, you run the A-line inspection tools and you identify internal corrosion metal loss, but the project doesn't really know what is causing that. So internal corrosion direct assessment on liquid petroleum pipeline for sp 208 can actually be employed as a supplementary engineering assessment to be able to pinpoint the root cause. So this will require, you know, looking at the previous history, current operating condition, inspection and monitoring, uh, you know, um, uh, activities, and then using the accurate pipe elevation profile and robust internal corrosion predictive software to be able to predict the water, um, you know, solid and internal corrosion rates. So once you get that information and, uh, you know, even the recent uh, sophisticated internal corrosion predictive modeling also predicts the internal corrosion mechanism. So say for instance, in this specific pipeline, uh, the problem is microbial induced corrosion. You already know what is causing the internal corrosion metal loss. And then, you know, the can actually, you know, consider application of biocides or other measures to be able to prevent future MIC on that pipeline. So by knowing what the root cause is, you know, because you're using DA as, you know, engineering assessment for the root cause analysis, is going to help operators make an informed decision and prevent future failures. So the last case study, um, you know, is similar to what I said earlier on the internal corrosion. Side. So this one is on external corrosion on a specific pipeline where the operator already ran inline inspection too. And you know, he identifies specific locations that had you know extensive external corrosion metal loss. So rather than relying on the big dig and fix approach, the operator wanted to take outside the bus. You know what, what is actually causing this? Why am I having this problem at this specific location? So when the operator was taken about that, they considered doing external corrosion direct assessment. So for this specific case study, it was a 6-inch gas pipeline. Um, So external corrosion direct assessment was done. And then during the indirect inspection, it was determined that the level of cathodic protection was not adequate. Um, You know, there were extensive coating indications. And then the soil susceptibility corrosion was very high. So based on this information, the pipe was exposed. And it was found that you know there was extensive coating damage, and the soil susceptibility corrosion was very high. And you know on exposure, the pipeline coating was the pipeline was recoded, and the CP system was improved. And based on these mitigative actions, the likelihood of corrosion happening in future is going to be minimized. So by in this specific case study, inline inspection identified metal loss. DA was employed to identify the why. And in this instance, the why was because the CP was not adequate, there was a sensitive coating damage, and then the operator exposed the pipe, recated the pipe, improved the CP, and that by that mitigative action is going to prevent future external corrosion and stress corrosion cracking issues. So in the long run, integrating DA and inline inspection is one of the best proven ways of assessing pipeline integrity.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that valuable information with us. So before we end, I wanted to offer the opportunity to share any additional information with our listeners about Xylem that you'd like.
1: Okay, yeah, um, you know, when I was talking about the DA, you know, external corrosion direct assessment programs, internal corrosion direct assessment programs, and stress corrosion cracking direct assessment programs. So we have a robust, um, you know, external corrosion direct assessment indirect inspection tool. It is called Spectrum XLI. So this Spectrum XLI you know it's very very unique in the in the sense that you know um, when we are assessing the integrity of that pipeline um, you know information about the cp levels coating condition depth of cover uh, you know the gps the soil conductivity all this information are going to be collected in one pass so if you are working on that pipeline you are collecting all this information all the whole data is timestamped and synced in that you know all the data is timestamped and also synced with the same gps so once you collect this data, there's also a raw log that is being tied to each specific data point, where you know the integ- our integrity specialists can go back and actually review all those raw log to be able to make an informed pipeline integrity decision. So for instance, you know when you're doing your CP sweeps, the retifier has to be interrupted. So if there's any interference problem in the area, or the retifier is not properly interrupted, or maybe during the data collection there's of activity, or there's poor soil contact. The, you know, they, our data integrity specialists who have the ability to be able to review that all log and help you to make informed, pipeline integrity decision for the client. So this Spectrum XLI you know, has that capability to capture all multiple data sets in one pass, and also it comes with a proprietary software that is used for aligning different multiple data sets, you know, and, and to help, you know, make informed decisions and also add, quickly identify where, you know, indications of potential anomalies are. So for internal corrosion direct assessment as well, it is very, very crucial to be able to have accurate pipe elevation profile. So with the spectrum XLI during internal corrosion direct assessment programs, so the depth of cover and the GPS, the pipe locator and the GPS are actually integrated into one system to be able to ensure accurate and precise pipe elevation profile that are used with robust internal corrosion predictive modeling to be able to predict internal corrosion rate for the entire pipeline. So this specific technology spectrum XLI enhances all the DA programs from external corrosion direct assessment to internal corrosion direct assessment to stress corrosion cracking direct assessment. So it's it's one of the technologies that is leading in the industry.
0: Okay, great. And if anyone listening wants to get in touch with you all, they can reach out to the following email address. I believe it's info at purehm.net. Is that correct?
1: That is correct.
0: Okay, perfect. Info at PureHM.net. Wonderful. Well, I'd like to extend my sincerest thanks to Chooks o- Onuoha and Rob Smud for taking the time to join us today. This is where we'll our end our interview. Again, my name is Rebecca Bickham. I'm the editor of Materials Performance Magazine, and thank you so much for listening.